Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're doing an interview with an abductee. Just before we get to that, though, I just want to say, if you enjoy this episode or any of our previous episodes of Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. Also, if you want to give us a five-star rating or whatever is equivalent to that on your platform, it really does help us uh, get recommended to more people, so that's really greatly appreciated. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. We're also on Patreon, so if you want to help support the podcast, get episodes early, exclusive content, all of that stuff, uh, you can jump on over there. This particular episode, uh, you're getting a shorter cut. So if you jump onto our Patreon, you'll actually get the full interview, which I think you're not going to want to miss in this case. Definitely check out our Patreon if you want to help support the podcast. It's really greatly appreciated. So in this episode of Interview with an Abductee, we're speaking with Selena from Australia. So this is actually the first time I've had an Australian abductee on the podcast, which is really exciting because I'm also Australian. So it was just interesting to, I don't know, Australians kind of have a very different culture, I feel like, to a lot of other parts of the world, especially when it comes to, I suppose, like ufology and alien abduction. It's kind of like this stuff does happen here, but isn't nearly as popular or reported on, I suppose, just to due to the size of our population. This interview was kind of um, a real sort of refreshing take on the abduction theory. You know, um, what Selena and I kind of talk about is stuff that we've sort of done in previous interviews with abductees, if you kind of keep up with um, this segment that we do here on Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. All these things happening to Selena, I just kind of, I said to her, it's uh, really hard to not believe that you are a you're not an abductee because all this phenomena that's been happening to you completely points to that as a reasonable explanation as reasonable as alien abduction is of course but um as we all know here this is a safe place everyone sort of listening is either really curious interested or a believer in this kind of stuff so um selena has actually never spoken to anyone about these experiences she's now in her 30s uh these experiences start happening to her at least all the way back to the age of 11. So she's kind of lived with this uh, for a really long time and it's pretty full on that uh, I was the first person 
she has ever spoken to and the fact that she has allowed me to um, release the recording that we did with each other. Um, There's some pretty full-on material in this podcast, probably nothing that we haven't really covered before in the past, but I just want to put that out there. This is a pretty heavy chat, I would say, and uh, especially because, you know, Selena hasn't spoken about it with uh, anyone else. I felt like, um, yeah, it was just a very real kind of raw thing and um, really really put in perspective what interview with an abductee is, you know, it's, it's obviously to inform and entertain, but, um, really the, the part of helping people hopefully with, um, these stories being shared with, uh, you know, people who believe they're having similar experiences that they can kind of, you know, felt heard and they can kind of hopefully help with their healing, you know, with, um, these sort of experiences. Some people have, you know, very positive experiences when it comes to abduction and some people not so much. And unfortunately, um, all Selena's experiences have been very negative. So um, it's a bit of a darker, um, somber kind of take for this episode, but really interesting. I'm so glad that I get to share this with you guys. So um, thank you so much to Selena for taking the time to come and chat with us. And um, let's get into this interview with an abductee. Hello. Hi. I just want to say thank you so much for, I guess, having the courage to speak with me and letting you know other people hear your experience as well. I always say that to people in your position because the amount of people who reach out to me uh, after these kind of episodes go out and they say that they can relate to them, it helps them. Uh, it's a really cool thing. So it's not even just about putting out you know interesting, compelling content. It definitely seems to help so it's, it's kind of like a greater good sort of thing. So thank you so much for taking the time and actually doing this with me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm currently 30. These things happened in, in the past. The, the, I guess the, the main sort of scary one was uh, when I was like 28 or 29. Oh, 28, I guess. I never really thought about aliens much or anything growing up. I grew up in a pretty conservative family and I'm a very analytical person. I like to be able to see a um, sort of balanced, realistic explanation for things. um, And I look for that. I've also studied, you know, mental health and drug and alcohol psychology kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's interesting with your background, I suppose. And I find a lot of people I speak with are kind of similar as well. You know, I think when people think about alien abduction and people who believe in this, they think that they've had this really skewed upbringing where it's, you know, they're really into science fiction or they really want to believe in this. But um, a lot of people, at least that I've come across, they are very, as you said, analytical and sceptical and want to sort of know what has happened to them. And, you know, a lot of people kind of hope it isn't anything to do with extraterrestrials. You know, they want it to be more of an earthbound phenomena. But, you know, as you would know, you kind of go through emotions and try to figure out what has happened and then you kind of are sometimes only left with one option and it's usually that it is something from somewhere else or at least something that we don't our sort of modern science doesn't really give any light to mm. I've always gotten really frustrated ever like ever since this has sort of happened and it sort of knocked me off of my uh you know, base of not really thinking about it or believing in aliens. I've noticed more things since then, obviously. And, and I just, I see a lot of people with these, like, just what I, what I just sort of see is just ridiculous experiences. And it's always usually based towards something special to them, if that makes sense. 
like like our ego gets in the way a lot when we're considering things that we don't understand. And I just see that in a lot of experiences that people have had and that leads me to believe, not believe in them. So why don't we get into your initial experience? What was the very first unusual thing that uh, took place? Just from what I can remember, which isn't a whole lot because I I do think that a lot of my memories have sort of been kind of tampered with, but just sort of like dulled down. Um, so it's hard to remember a lot of stuff, um, like to the point where like I'd find myself in a, in a room and not know what was going on. It was like the middle of the day. So the first thing, I think I said I was about 11. I hadn't gone to bed yet. I think I was reading probably. And I was just drawn to the, to the window and there was this miraculous encompassing light that just sort of came in through the window and all around me. And I remember it just being really, really overwhelming. And I think I cried. And that's the last thing I remember of that. And then afterwards, I think I was like, that must have been like angels or something. <laughs> that was the first one. And then after that, I always had issues going to sleep in there. Um, and I was like constantly looking out of my window for something. I didn't know what, but I was like, there's something there. And I was like, I know there's something there, but there, like I didn't see anything. Did you mention to anyone else that you had seen this light outside your window? No. <laughs> no, my, my family, I, I couldn't really talk to my family about anything like that. And I wouldn't talk to my friends about it. Obviously, the feeling was very off-putting, sounded very frightening. But after seeing that light and then more so having the feeling of knowing that something was there, was it similar to that night, that original night of seeing the light? Or was it a different sort of sensation of being watched or... So originally when it first happened, I, I don't know if I was actually afraid. I sort of remember thinking, like I said, that it, it was something like angels. Like I was, like I just out of nowhere started thinking that this was a really okay, good thing. Um, and then once that experience and that night had kind of subsided after that, I wasn't sure anymore if it was a good thing. Um, and... When I was like looking out the windows, it was it was kind of like um, I don't know if I was afraid exactly because I don't I didn't have any actual idea of what it was that I was looking for. It was more just that I knew that there was something there, and that it had gotten me, and it would do again. But I was I was young, so I I didn't really have any context of what to put that in. So. I tried not to think about it. So where to from here then? There wasn't anything for a while up until when I was about 27 maybe. Yeah, I, I guess that either there's been a big gap or I just didn't know that anything was happening. I think something could have also happened when I was a lot younger, when I was like really little maybe, like when I was like two or three, because I do have like this weird trauma from back then but I've never been able to identify what it is like I'd I'd have these weird dreams of taking off and like being surrounded like by like ridiculously good toys and like that like there was this amazing like rocking horse and I really liked that and like really really cool stuff like that and then I'd go up (laughs) I don't know it doesn't make any sense and then I had this isn't very nice to say, um, but I had like physical um, sort of 
injury kind of things happen um, where my mum had to take me to the doctor um, and no one knew what it was from. That must have been, yeah, really hard to to deal with, I suppose, for everyone involved where it was just so unknown. Yeah, yeah, it was. And um, I had to get, like, cream treatment stuff to do and I, w- I think I was maybe seven then and I remember asking mom like why it was happening and she was like I don't know and then nobody talked about it so yeah which makes it know. yeah which makes it even harder doesn't it that was um I think the earliest I remember and then there was nothing um that I can remember until I was about 27 28 I think it's interesting that you also mentioned that it was either a large gap or maybe things could have been happening, but no, you have no recollection of that time. It's it's obviously hard to say, but I, I just spoke to someone last month, I believe, who had an experience as a child and then didn't have anything until probably, probably a similar age gap to yourself, or at least from what they could remember. So it does seem like people who have maybe one-off experiences or maybe a handful that they can actually remember is pretty common. I think someone who has these experiences every month and they can remember each one is very rare. What you're describing from my research anyway seems to be pretty usual of having these gaps in memory or at least gaps of time of these experiences. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I never thought about aliens or anything when I was growing up. So it's not like it was on my radar. I wouldn't have noticed if they were you know wiping my memory or anything in in saying that though I have a real difficulty with my recall um with memory and I always have um I think ever since I turned about 14 I've struggled to like recall my life and I think there's like whole years of my life where I couldn't tell you a whole lot about them just because there's some kind of block there that's interesting. Yeah, and I've seen doctors about that and stuff and they don't have an explanation for it either. Yeah, interesting. I could definitely see how that could fit into um, yeah, what we're talking about here today. Moving forward to your later 20s now, so 27, 28, I believe you said. So what, what took place around this time? The first thing that I can remember was one morning I woke up and I just automatically felt behind my ear for no particular reason. And um, I, there was like a, like a long line bump. And just immediately I just thought like, oh, shit, um, I have an implant in my head, which is completely obscure for me to be thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a line and I like went and looked at it with my like phone camera and there was like a straight line there. It was really weird. Just bizarre that as soon as you felt it, having that sensation of, great, I have an implant, after having that thought, was it like instantaneous that you realised, like, wait, what am I What am I thinking? Or was it sort of you? time went by a little bit and you're like, hang, hang on, like, where did that thought come from? Yeah, it is bizarre. Um, at first I was kind of panicky. I just sort of knew, I just knew it to be true. And then again, I had another sort of flashes of, of memory in my head of um, of something coming in through the window and the light. And so I think that implant was there for maybe a couple of months. And I just tried to forget about it because I was like, that's ridiculous. I, I really 
I got to the point where I was like, that's just absolutely not real. Um, <laughs> and I, so I ignored it. The bump kind of stayed there. And then the next event started happening. One day I woke up and it, the, the sort of bump line was gone. And I was like, oh, they've taken it out. And I knew that they'd taken it out somehow. Is there any scar or anything left behind now? Um, no, I don't think so. It was a couple of years ago, so even if if even a natural scar would kind of heal over by then, um, but the the pronounced straight line of something having been put in, it changed and it started to go like a normal scar, sort of healing wonky after they'd taken something out, which I'm pretty sure they did. That must be pretty surreal to be having these thoughts that you're not even sure how you even conjured them up and then I suppose just having to ignore them because you had no belief in any of this particularly, you know, existing or I guess even if you did on some level, you didn't want to give any thought into it just because it's what good does it kind of do, I suppose. You know, it's just you're just going to dwell on it or, you know, if you can't speak with anyone, obviously you're sort of in a bit of a hard place there. Yeah, I think I mentioned it to like one of my friends who's pretty open to stuff, even he just was like, oh yeah, okay, just did not believe me. And I just thought there's no, like, I don't want to go and talk to anybody about this. Doctors will think I'm absolutely crazy and so will all of my family and friends. So I just convinced myself that 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 wasn't it at that time. But then if it was just that, I pro- we probably wouldn't be having this conversation because I would have just gone, yeah, that wasn't real. But then with the rest of what happened, I've changed my mind about that. So let's get into a little bit more of the other bits and pieces that have taken place to you. So I somehow miraculously became pregnant. I wasn't trying to or anything, and I'm not really sure how it happened. And I'm not even sure if... if um. Well, I don't know. It was really weird because I, I, I got pregnant, and this was just after they the um, implant had just sort of been in there. I'd also gotten other a few other weird things. Like I'd gotten these weird spots on my hand in like triangle shapes, and I was like, okay, that's just some weird scarring thing. But there was stuff like that, and then other little triangle shaped things sort of on my chest that had appeared in in these months of the implant sort of being there. Yeah, and then I was somehow pregnant and um, the there were weird complications with it, like on the ultrasound, it was just abnormal and they couldn't see anything properly the way that they should have been able to. So they sent me to the hospital and they couldn't figure out what was going on. So they kept me for a little while and then they sent me home And um, I went for another couple of ultrasounds and in the end it turned out that they couldn't see anything um, and that my body was just preparing for a baby and it had like the womb was like getting, you know, ready and all my hormones were like spiking and doing all of the normal stuff saying that there was something there. But then eventually... When I went for the last ultrasound, there was nothing in there. This was just like around all the time that all of these other things were happening. And I had been having trouble sleeping for a while just because I thought that there was something 
wrong and like I, I kept kind of having thoughts about you know aliens coming through the window I guess yeah the doctors couldn't explain to me what had happened it was like there was a baby there and then it was gone but they never actually saw it and it was abnormal that's pretty wild obviously uh, on for, uh, for a lot of different reasons how long were you pregnant for roughly eight weeks it's it's fascinating that there was something not right from the get-go that they were having trouble seeing the fetus with the ultrasound and then even as you said like there was no real reason you should have fallen pregnant and then you know all these sort of this is strange sort of things leading up to so the abnormal thing that they that happened was that they saw something but not in the right place okay like a formation or a lump or something not in the right place but the rest of all of their tests were saying that I was pregnant so during this time as well what were you thinking? Were you already thinking like this pregnancy was sort of not in any of my sort of control? What was this sort of thought process? Obviously, you're probably like, how the hell am I pregnant? But also like... <laughs> yep. But yeah, also, I was pretty confused about that. But then like, you know, then you've kind of got all these like thoughts with like implants and so on in your mind. Like, were you actually thinking along the lines of this could be something that has put this, whatever this is, in me? Originally, no. No, I wasn't. I was just really, I mean, I from the very start, I definitely felt like it was out of my control. And I was, I, I know I was unhappy, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. And then I guess just because of all the, um, all the hospital trauma that I went through was really terrible as well. Because there were a lot of very invasive tests and, and I already had issues with that um, invasive you know, stuff. Um, so I was, <laughs> again, as your mind naturally does, I was just um, trying to convince myself that everything was okay. And I was like, look, I don't know how this happened, but, you know, I guess I guess it just did and maybe they've, the doctors have got the timing wrong. I was really confused about the timing of it because I've, I, I did so much research on um, when your body actually gets pregnant from, you know, the initial act and, um, and I couldn't figure it out. And even to this day, like, I don't know when it was that like implantation actually happened. And I, I was, that was my main focus is I was just really confused about the timing of it because what the doctors were saying to me about, you know, the, the stage at which the, the baby was at didn't make any sense to me. And what happened, um, was that I ended up kind of miscarrying. There wasn't anything there to miscarry at that time. So it was just like, you know, everything else that the, my body had gotten ready. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to forget about that. I didn't think it was aliens at first because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't until after when more stuff started happening. And then I was like, oh, that makes sense. Totally. So... Just before we get on to some more of that, I spoke to a woman uh, some years ago now who it sounds like she had a very similar experience where she fell pregnant, had been to the doctor, had the ultrasound. They confirmed that she was pregnant. And I believe from memory she had had multiple experiences um, before this pregnancy. And then she went back for another ultrasound some weeks later and there was just nothing 
And the doctors were really puzzled because that, you know, if you were to have a miscarriage or anything like that, there's, you know, there is something left behind, you know, yeah. from this fetus. But she was just literally like a similar situation to you where it was like her body was ready and there was just no fetus. And um, the doctors were, yeah, obviously really puzzled because they did they did say like statistically this can kind of happen, but they had never actually seen it happen in their sort of time. And she knew that she was no longer pregnant as well. It was this thing of um, she just, it was like, I'm not yet that I've sort of gone through that gestational period that um, these beings needed me for. They've now taken this fetus and that's kind of the end of it. When I read your message and you had mentioned that, that was uh, pretty wild because obviously there's a lot of sort of case studies with pregnancy and alien abduction. But just for someone like myself who has now had, you know, I guess spoken to multiple people with that sort of experience, it really... I guess, just makes it so much more believable, I suppose. Not that it it wasn't, but just hearing, you know, everyday people who are trying to get on with their life and not give too much thought to this kind of stuff and going, yeah, I like you sort of have fallen into that very weird phenomena. Are there really that many? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's definitely a pretty common thread. I, I think maybe more so once, I don't know, with with modern day... I don't know, the modern sort of world where I guess like what we're doing right now, like podcasts, YouTube sort of videos, um, I feel like a lot of the stuff's probably like really watered down, like really diluted. But back in, you know, more like the heydays, like 70s, kind of 80s, where people were doing this research and I suppose doing it like how we're doing it now, like doing a lot of interviews and kind of going over things. I feel like a lot of that sort of time, probably this stuff is a little bit more prominent, but with now, I don't know, there's just, I think there's just so much that's out there. Maybe those sort of key things kind of get overlooked a lot. But I remember when I first got into this topic, that was often the thing of um, men and women being abducted for sperm and eggs. And then it seems like artificial insemination and then taking that fetus back after a certain point. So that is a, I suppose, a theory that people have come to the conclusion of that whatever these beings are need us to uh, actually repopulate because obviously they can't. We are obviously somewhat similar beings ourselves with DNA that we can kind of just be used for that. So definitely probably one of the more common ideals to why this phenomena has been happening to everyday people. Jeez, it's pretty horrifying. I guess it's like comparing us to cattle or, you know, any other sort of animal where it's just, you know, you're completely... uh, Because I guess it's what we do to cattle for milk and so on, in a sense, like artificially impregnating them. And it's shocking, really. Like, I know a lot of people find this stuff fun and fascinating, and, you know, it is. But um, when you really start to think about the reasoning behind this stuff that's just happening to people unwillingly it's hard to accept for one and then you know often for a lot of people then hard to believe of course yeah I I wouldn't believe if someone had told me that not really the thing that really gets me about it though is it because like you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of research on like phantom pregnancies and stuff where your body's just giving off the signals off it but there's no physical actual evidence that you are pregnant like, it, it absolutely wasn't that. It sounds similar, but it wasn't that because 
myself and these other women that you've talked to had actual tests done and they were pregnant and with me like they even saw something abnormal and then it just went away yeah you would hope that doctors could tell the difference between someone actually being pregnant and a phantom pregnancy so yeah, yeah. like a whole bunch of doctors too yeah exactly it definitely <laughs> a lot of them. yeah it definitely rules that theory out for sure that was the the big thing for me i think that where i don't understand what happened Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com happened i guess like it's interesting how people come to the conclusion that they may have had these sort of happenings but um obviously what you've just described is probably the it would have to be like the pinnacle of people coming to the realization like that's that's full on you know we don't have to dwell on it too much because i'm very curious about the next experience which has then led you to reflect on all of this and kind of come to a bit of a conclusion so why don't we get into that a little bit so it was Six months after that, I started to, I guess the main thing that disrupted me was um, I was losing time during the day, even like days where I was working. I do have notes on this. One of the ones I remember is I I went to go home from work a little bit early because that was the kind of day it was. And I sort of recall walking out of work and going to my car and then the next thing I remember was about three hours later and I was out about 
um, in a town about an hour away, sitting in my car, parked sort of off the road near like an oval. And I remember it's it's almost just kind of like snapping out of it. And I was like, oh, and I was <laughs> I was holding um, some food that I'd apparently gotten that I it was um like some Macca's food that I don't normally get. And I, I remember holding the wrapper with the food still in my hand because I hadn't eaten it. And I was like, um, what the hell? Yeah, how wow. how am I here? What's going on? I looked at my my car and the, the petrol wasn't that much used up, but it, it had been a couple of hours. And then I lose more time. There's a few more hours. And then I think I woke up in the middle of the night in my room still partially in my clothes from the day, like I hadn't put pyjamas on. And, yeah, it was like, you know, nighttime. I think it was like maybe 11 or 12 or something, and I kind of woke up in my room in a bit of a disarray, and I was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> the, you know, it's I don't remember the specific details, but, you know, there was stuff just moved around my house in a weird way, like I'd just started picking things up and moving them or something. I don't know. And I was pretty confused for probably until like the next night. And then I was like, okay, so what happened? So it took a while to get out of that confusion because it's kind of like, like I kind of still felt calm the whole time until I kind of snapped out of it. That's the kind of experience when I mean when I say I'm sort of lost time, but they, they generally last sort of at least five hours. So when did you realise that missing time is heavily reported in UFO abduction accounts? Um, After maybe six months after that, when I started looking at what had happened to me, and I've done a little bit of research since then on, like, abductions, but a lot of them are very, I guess, very different to kind of what I experienced but I remember there was a what is that couple that in like the 50s or something and they were driving along and they um yeah Betty and Barney Hill yeah yeah, those ones I I came across stuff like that where people kind of lost time but when it was actually happening to me the lost time stuff I just I was pretty confused but like I said the calming effect of it I just accepted it which is super weird because because, yeah, I often you would be yeah. in a panic, right? Yeah, I, I like, analyze everything, like I've said, which is so it's taken me up until now to kind of look at it and actually analyze it, partially because of that calming aspect and the denial and the trauma of it. Like even now, like looking at um, – I haven't looked at these notes that I've written because they upset me so much. It's interesting you mentioned the kind of calming effect, almost like you're coming out of a trance or, you know, coming off some sort of high. There's a big thing with skeptics or just, you know, non-believers where they say, if you've seen something, like, why didn't you take a photo? You know, why why are you only talking about this now? But people don't realise that when these very strange occurrences happen, you often aren't 100% there. You are under maybe some sort of of influence and you don't, you're not your rational self. And that happens time, time again. It's what you're experiencing is so out there that if you were to be, you know, your full functioning self, uh, it would just be like, it'd be insane. 
you know, you'd be an absolute wreck. So what, whatever is happening, of course, there is this sort of um, this tail end of it. So you are kind of just like going along with the flow. Everything's all kind of good. And by the time you do snap out of it, you're like, why was I so calm then? Like that is not, that's not me. I think I think that's a big thing that people don't they either overlook or they don't realize it's like when these things do happen often you aren't fully there you're not thinking rationally to actually then try to get evidence like I think that's the last thing that you'd be trying to do in these sort of um, circumstances as well as you know try to prove because you know it's just happening to you you don't need to prove anything yeah there was one night where um, I've written um I had my sort of then partner sleep over. And because I always felt a bit safer when there was someone else there, he was over and I've written in here that like he had his arm around me and it was in the middle of the night. He was completely fast asleep. And then I remember kind of like floating up with my body, like away from him a bit, sort of towards again, towards like the outside, towards the window. And then it seems like they couldn't seem to quite get me because I've also written that I heard someone or something kind of say, I'll come back later. And then I was back in my body normally. And then I think it was the next night. So I've written that I don't recall the next day. My friend left at about 10 in the morning and then I don't remember that whole day. And I do know that I got really sick. I was like throwing up, but I was like, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy. I was throwing up, but then I heard something kind of tell me off for throwing up. So I stopped, like it just like instantly stopped. And then I remember smelling blood and then apparently, this is where it gets uncomfortable. Then I was um, in my bed and I think this was about late afternoon. I kind of remember something like being between my legs and something holding onto my leg and moving it, like rolling me over. And then they were on my left side um, and I was on my back with my head turned to them. And, um, and I've written then when I saw them, and came into consciousness a little, they turned me over and I went like more unconscious. Um, it's like, so when I noticed that they were there, they were like, no, go back to go back to being unconscious and they rolled me back over. So when I eventually, I guess like the next day, um, when I woke up, my muscles were all sore. I had an ache around my left arm and shoulder and like, Uh, aches like um inside like kind of like around my ovaries and I was wearing different clothes and um again there was like stuff around my house that I don't know how it got there like my clothes were in weird places okay I have I have more details again I've written I like I remember the feel of prodding and moving and not understanding why they were doing it And why, like, I kept, I know I thought, like, why do they keep messing up my, like, hormonal processes? Like, why do they keep doing that? And then I said, I think I remember their eyes. I'm scared. They have deep sort of rims around their eyes. 
I remember the one on the left and seeing the rim of its eyes as it looked me over, the crevice where the dark eye is set in. The skin is sallow, grey, blue, white, with dark undertones. I remember them talking a lot while trying to pretend that I'm not there. And then I said um, that they're injecting something in me and they were injecting something into my head as well. Yeah, and then I remembered that I had various injection holes around my body, like on my wrist. I remember seeing like afterwards that there was one there. And about the eyes, it says they're dark eyes, but not necessarily black. They sort of had a sparkle to them but like they might be reflecting light, like dark absorbing eyes. And I woke up like screaming and really distressed. So would you have written these notes the following day? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just remember being terrified of their eyes. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you have a lot of description there about the eyes. Have you looked much into drawings or artists' I suppose, adaptations or even other uh, experiences, their drawings of different types of beings? And is there any that have kind of, when you've looked at them, you felt like you'd seen it before or maybe it's what you're describing? No, not really because I don't like looking at them because they upset me. (laughs) But I guess that just, I mean, that just goes to show that I'm having an emotional reaction to something. So I guess the answer is yes because I've seen them and been upset by it. And once again, that is such a common thread within all of this that people are very upset when looking at these beings, more so than you'd have any reason to. It's actually great that you have these notes, though. As you said, like you struggle with some memory as well, but the fact that you've gone to the effort to um, document this is like really fascinating. And just having that real fresh memory in words is it's really great to... Because, yeah, I'm listening now and it's it's like, it's like very chilling what you're talking about and it's 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 quite phenomenal. Yeah, that that's the first time I've read that through since it happened. And how long ago did that particular experience take place? Just a second. Um, well, that was in the last house I lived in, I'd say about a year ago. Okay, so very recent. Yeah. When that happened, it was really the thing of um, that was the first time that I had felt them properly touching me and, you know, being aware of what they were doing, violating me like that. And that was absolutely the first time I'd ever seen anything. And, like, I like I can remember, like, where in the room. Well, so I wasn't in um, my room when this happened. I was on a a flat trolley thing being moved for some of it, and then some of it it the it was stopped in like a plain room. Yeah, and I like I, I remember feeling them on different parts of my body and seeing the one on my left because it came down and looked at me, like because it had noticed that I was waking up. Yeah, like they just didn't seem to care at all, and the way they just rolled me back over or like, you know, pulled my leg up or did did whatever and putting things inside me. Like I um yeah, I I just don't um I couldn't get over that. 
it's it's interesting someone like yourself who has had multiple experiences but it seems like you weren't meant to rem- be aware of these experiences you know a lot of people remember in a lot of different ways they might remember you know before and after maybe not so necessarily the actual experience or some people might have a glimpse of it and might you know, seek out hypnosis or therapy to kind of uncover those thoughts. Or sometimes someone I just recently spoke to started having dreams about the experience and every so often that recurring dream would reveal a little bit more of the experience. Um, so I guess there's a lot of different ways to uncover what may have happened or some people you just claim they just remember, you know, for whatever reason. But it sounds like in your case, it seems like whoever has been doing this to you didn't want you to be aware, especially, you know, you waking up, them just being like, okay, we'll just have to sort that out. Whatever your experience is, for whatever reason, they don't want you to know. I think the only reason that I do know is just because, um, you know, the whole being pregnant thing and the having just started to notice over time some of these experiences and, and how they actually all lined up pretty well because sort of the way I see it is... um. They put that implant in me for a while, a couple months, and then after that I became pregnant with something and then I think it was a year later this last event happened um, and I had the um, loss of time up until then, which is very confusing <laughs> because it really messes you up. So you remember that and um, the fact that they were doing stuff again with my body down there and sort of with my with the hormonal disruption kind of stuff it all scientifically makes sense if they were using me for you know that kind of purpose if any of these events happened on their own I would dismiss them 100% this is about to say I was was just gonna do the exact same thing you just did where you recapped everything and this is where it gets interesting right where if it was just one, maybe even two of those things, you can sort of start to dismiss. But, you know, when you have had all of these over the course of your life, it really does start to become difficult to ignore. Looking into abduction and ufology and so on, the study of everything kind of around UFOs, alien abduction, everything like that, it is a genuine study. You know, people dedicate their lives to uh, researching and um, trying to put forward this information and, you know, like any science, it's all kind of um, a bit out there at first and then over time people kind of just start accepting it as a norm. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what, what science is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not anything um, unusual and people should, you know, try to um, push for it being proved because, you know, that's, that, that is what we're trying to do. You know, like I, I'm very sceptical as well. And, you know, I'm sceptical and I have a paranormal podcast. Like that's that's odd in a sense, you know, because it's like I struggle to um, make sense of a lot of this stuff because it's just like how, how could this be happening? But my favourite thing is to speak with people like yourself on a lot of different topics. And when someone is telling you that, hey, I'm pretty normal and I've had this really abnormal stuff happen to me for extremely long sort of periods of time, and it's all kind of pointing at this phenomena that has been quite well researched. Um, or I believe so anyway. Uh, it's pointing to this thing and I don't really have any other option but to kind of think that's what it is because, you know, no one else can tell me what what's going on. They could maybe 
try to explain each thing individually, but it's not all individual. It's all a part of, I guess, like a, a bigger picture. Yeah. From, from, from like, you know, looking at this stuff for, for like about a year now, I, I think there are more than one kind of like aliens that, that come here and have been doing so for a long time. I think that this is just one specific type and one thing that they're doing. Yes, which would make sense to why maybe some people have a positive experience and then people not so positive, you know. Um, A lot of people claim that they receive messages from these beings and they want them to somewhat, I guess, remember the experience to relay that message. But then you have an experience where it seems like that's the complete opposite. So... That's that's where it gets complex too because it's like you're trying to um, wrap your head around the idea that this is happening, but then it's like, oh, no, there's different kinds and who knows which, you know, what each one of their agendas are and so on. But And even just going back to, you know, when you would wake up the next morning and you were in like different clothes, it looks like your house had been a bit like ransacked. Like that's obviously very typical as well. And it's it's a, it's such an odd little detail as well. And people try to disprove that it has anything to do with extraterrestrials because they go, well, if they're so smart, why can't they put your same shirt back on or why is it backwards? But like, I don't well, think they care, to be honest. Well, and thank having you. having it happen to me, they don't care. Yeah, why would they care? If you're going to play into the thing of like, well, we've been doing this for however long, you know, at least, you know, the last sort of 50 years, I suppose, you know, the modern world has been reporting on it. People don't believe it. More and more people are believing in UFOs, which is great. But um, this is a whole separate thing, really. You know, like UFOs could come into play with it, obviously. But, you know, people are coming to the conclusion of, ah, yes, extraterrestrials have to exist. You know, the universe is endless and so on. But the idea, people still can't get their head around, like, them being interested in us and doing experiments, abductions and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, if if they are aware of that and, you know, they're like, well, we don't care if we, if we don't put them back the way they found them because who's going to believe them? Anyway, you know, it's... It's just yeah, it's whatever. Just one human out yeah. of all of them. Literally, and she doesn't talk about it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's that thing of why why someone like yourself as well. Like, is it randomly selected? Is it on purpose? I think I'm, I think surely there would be a specific reason. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, everything that has happened to you, obviously, you know, that's probably odd for someone to say to you because it's like I'm sitting here going, oh, this is really interesting. You're like, okay, this is like terrifying and so on. Um, But you are definitely falling into like the category of an abductee. You know, everything that we've spoken about is just, you know, it's like that, like alarm bells are going off for me that something substantial has taken place, obviously. So have you spoken to anyone at all about this until today? Absolutely not. Wow. Um, like, like, oh, can you imagine if I just went up to someone, like one of my friends or a family member and said, I'm pretty sure aliens stole my baby. Yeah. Like, it's, I just, I, I, I absolutely cannot. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the difference, I can talk about, you know, spirits and stuff like that because they make sense and they don't scare me that all feels pretty normal, just like part of the rest of the world. But, you know, this stuff that happened to me with the um, aliens has been very, very separate from that. And it 
does scare me. So that's that's it's a pretty big difference in in the way I perceive both of them. But so up until I suppose recently, you sort of chose to ignore it, and it sounds like you kind of hit a point where it was like this is pretty hard to ignore. I'm now going to do some more research. And at, at what point, I suppose, like how long ago was it that you came to the conclusion of okay, I think this is what has happened to me that I am an abductee. Um, I think I started entertaining the idea about six months ago and then maybe three months ago, two months ago, maybe even I, I sort of went, yeah, I I think that the fetus or whatever it was, was taken by aliens because that's just what the evidence points to. So I suppose you've had about two months now of, you know, it's taken this amount of time to come to that conclusion. How are you feeling about it now? Is there any sense of maybe like a little bit of like relief that you've found, I guess, an answer, even though the answer is definitely probably not what you would want, but is there kind of maybe a bit of that or are you even more sort of apprehensive now? Or I I completely get where you're coming from. And I know there'll be people listening right now who have probably had, you know, similar experiences, maybe of missing time or kind of what have you, who are in the exact same position and uh, haven't reached out to anyone. And I guess it's just them knowing how you're feeling and maybe to sort of help them maybe pick their next move or whatever they sort of choose to do. But how are you sort of dealing with it now? Honestly, I'm, I'm scared by it. And, uh, I think because it just makes me wonder, like, they're probably going to come back. And um, I like the, the trauma of waking up with, with that pain in me and then walking around and finding, like, my bloody underwear hanging somewhere in the laundry. Like, that was so traumatizing. And, um, yeah, I don't want to go through that again, but I guess it's probably going to happen it is nice, well, not nice because it sucks for everyone that has had to deal with it, but, like, there, I didn't know there were so many other people who had similar experiences. The reality of it is, like, what do we do? It's not like you can go and talk to a doctor about this. It's a tricky one. Even, like, pe- other people with alien abduction experiences and stuff, like, I hear a lot of them and I see them, like, you know, on YouTube or whatever, and it's not the same. Like, it's, a lot of them are so different. And if I was to start talking about it with, like, you know, socially, people would still see it and lump it in with those other things. That's why I don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got this, like, weird stigma to it, unfortunately. And, like, the way I always say it is, like, okay, if someone... <laughs> If someone was a victim of sexual abuse and they kept it quiet for extremely a long portion of time, they finally admit to it, you wouldn't then discredit them and say, no, 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 that couldn't have happened and so on. And it's like, because mm-hmm. this is what is happening to people and it's like, it is so, it's so sad. Like even Whitley Strieber, who uh, wrote the book Communion and a bunch of other UFO books, he went to a doctor and it was shown that he had had something in his anus and, you know, like he was like, no, 
that shouldn't have happened by any means. And, you know, he, he claims that, you know, he was definitely sexually assaulted, but not by um, anyone here on earth anyway. And it's like, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty wild um, to come to that conclusion, but then to also talk about it publicly. But, like, that's literally sort of the weight that people have to, like, walk around with and the fear of entertaining the idea to anyone else because people are just going to completely dismiss it. Yeah, and there's, like we talked about earlier, I think a lot of people, when they think aliens, they just think of one thing, especially, you know, like 20 years ago when people talked about it, it was very much just, you know, like the whole greys coming down and like, you know, <laughs> that episode of The Simpsons with, with Mr Burns. Yeah. yeah. It was just kind of like that, whereas really I think the reality of it, like we said, is that there's lots of different... Uh, species coming for different reasons. I think some of them have been talking to some of our governments and some of them haven't probably, but it's hard to have support for all of these different people with different experiences because they're so varied. I think in the future when I'm um, a bit more okay with talking about this stuff and I've sort of dealt with some of the trauma Knowing me, I'm probably going to start some kind of support group for for people who have had similar things just because I I can't see a lot of that out there and um, I, I kind of do that for work. Um, so that might be where, where I go in a couple of years with it. That would be incredible. That would be such a great way to sort of turn what has happened to you into, you know, hopefully a really positive and healing thing for yourself and a lot of others. Yeah, that's the the way I see it. Like, and it, you sort of um, touched on it earlier when you mentioned, um, you know, sexual assault victims. It is the same thing, just in a different context, because that is what happened to me in an extremely invasive way. Like, and I can, like, to this day and probably for, a, you know, a while longer, like, I still can't really handle people touching me. Or like, you know, putting anything in me. If I go to the doctor or I have to get, you know, an injection or anything, like it's the the trauma of it is really similar to um sexual assault and um yeah, I kind of I do a bit of that um with work because I do social work. So I think if if they don't come back and do it to me again, <laughs> hopefully I'll be in a place where I can help some people with that. Well, I think I've taken up quite a fair bit of your time now, but um, is there any any sort of last thoughts you'd like to say or anything just before we finish up? I think one thing would be don't let one kind of terrible experience have an impact on how you see the rest of, you know, the paranormal world because this, it's so vast and there are good things out there. And I see a lot of that way more often than anything to do with aliens. (laughs) Also, be careful who you talk to and trust about these things because there are a lot of people out there that um, are trying to push their own agenda. So, like, remember that the reality is whatever you know yourself to be true. But there are a lot of people out there who are willing to to talk to you and help you through anything like this, like yourself, Dylan. So, yeah, 
Honestly, like after this, I'm probably going to go back to pretending that it never happened. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, it's, um, I think it's good that you, you know, you've come to terms with it somewhat, you know, you can acknowledge it. And, um, but, you know, you also can't let it completely consume your life. You know, as you said, you, you have your profession, you need to go and be able to do that and live your life still, you know, and not make this, you know, you're not the alien abduction chick or anything like that. You know, <laughs> you've, you've got everything else. So I think it's um, however you sort of need to cope, then so be it. Thank you once again so much for taking the time and uh, just coming on, telling us about your experiences. I really appreciate it. I know a lot of other people will. It's, um, But I just feel like um, it's really healing, uh, hopefully for yourself, but also just for a lot of people to hear the different kinds of phenomena that go into abduction because it, it's not, once again, it's not that... Um, not like that Hollywood, but it's almost like those golden age, like when we mentioned Betty and Barney Hill, even though it, it sort of stems from that, but alien abduction is so vast as we've kind of touched upon and hopefully people who are going through a similar thing or just, you know, have interest and just want to educate themselves more can kind of see the different um, the different aspects and can kind of, you know, take that information, do what they need to do with it. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to me. Since you're probably the only person I'm going to talk to about this in a long time, I really appreciate you actually listening and talking to me about it. Thank you so much again to Selena for taking the time to come on and chat with us. She did say to me afterwards as well, uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with her, email me uh, at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com and I will directly put you in contact with her just because she wants to remain as anonymous as possible. So, And, of course, if you just want to reach out and uh, speak to me as well, that's the best place to um, get in touch with me too is through my email. If you just want to chat, so if you have any questions for me as well about this stuff, um, the whole thing of you know, having a negative experience when it comes to abduction, you know, there isn't a ton of places to go and, you know, to really reach out to people. So if you want to share your experience on the podcast like Selena has, or even just share your experience with me, just um, just to be heard by someone who, you know, is um, actually going to listen and, you know, not really have any premeditated thoughts about what's kind of going on. I'll just literally kind of hear what we have to say, then please feel free to um, do that. I'm more than happy to um, kind of be that person for you. So I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As I said, if you go onto our Patreon, you'll get the full extended cut of this interview. I love getting to do interviews with abductees. It's my favorite thing to do. And I think after doing this episode, I I know it's kind of, I'm doing it for the right reason, I hope. Um, and I want to do more of them because I do really feel like it's a healing kind of thing. And um, it's just fascinating, I think. it's um, It really makes this stuff feel real in a sense i feel like you can kind of get a bit um i feel like you can get a bit desensitized when it comes to this stuff um very easily really you know this stuff is happening for these people and it's um it can be pretty shocking so yeah it can be very shocking for these people having these experiences so thank you guys so much for listening as i said we're on facebook and instagram check out our patreon check out the blog all those links are in the description of this podcast thank you so much i hope you enjoyed this episode with an abductee and i'll catch you in another podcast episode real soon Thanks. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.